0: Podcast peeps, before we jump into today's episode, just wanted to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by 1% List Wasatch Front. Guys, the reality is in this real estate market, there is absolutely no reason you should be paying 5 to 6% in commissions to sell your property. So visit wwwone and save thousands and thousands of dollars. What's going on, guys? Hope all is going super well. Welcome into the show once again for another edition of Five Minute Fire. Guys, today I want to talk about haters. I was on social media the other day and I saw multiple people talking about haters at the same time people who were being criticized, people who were being attacked, people who were being betrayed. And it was interesting because, again, it was the same day and it was multiple people at the same time. And so that tells me that this is a very common problem that we deal with criticism with people that don't like what we do, that disagree about what we do, that maybe even try to sabotage what we do. And we deal with this on a regular basis. And so I wanted to kind of dive into that because I've had these kinds of situations in the past and I've learned a lot from them, not only just going through experience, but trying to contextualize those experiences properly through mentoring and reading and coaching. And so I'd like to share two very specific angles by which I think You should view a hater, quote unquote, hater. And by hater, I mean somebody who disagrees with you, somebody who criticizes you, someone who disagrees with what you do. Um, And so when you look at these interactions with haters, be it in person or be it on social media, whatever the case may be, there are two angles. Angle number one is the default. And the default is when we are getting attacked, we instantly, automatically say, that person is jealous, that person is envious, that person wishes they were what I was, and on and on and on. We we take the haters input, and we try to use it to increase our own ego. So we say, he's criticizing me because I am better than him, and he wishes he was me. This is a defense mechanism. Right? This is how our brain justifies that we are not in the wrong, they are in the wrong because we are better and they are envious, okay? Now, that being said, there are bad people in the world. There are people that get a high off of criticizing, off of triggering others. They like to see people fail. They just, that's how they get their high, all right? And those people live a very sad life because instead of them working on themselves, they focus on tearing other people down. And so when dealing with people like that, that genuinely have a bad intention, the only key word here to keep your inner peace is just empathy. But it's an empathy that comes from understanding that they're not happy and that they get their high off of seeing other people fail. And that's a very sad place to be. But it's a delicate line that that you have to walk because it's very easy to then take that into arrogance. The line between empathy and arrogance is very, very thin because empathy is having a genuine concern for the person and saying, Man, you know, I I wish you the best. I really do wish you the best from a genuine place versus just saying, Oh, you know, your life must suck and you're a loser and that's why you're hating on me. It's two very different feelings. One comes from a place of positivity and the other comes from a place of negativity. And so when dealing with people that just have bad intentions, the key is to not let them affect you. Get to a place where you tune out the noise and you genuinely in your heart, don't harbor bad feelings and just say, you know what? I'm sorry you feel that way. I wish you the best. And you move on. And that's it because you can't sit there and try to change people's minds. It's exhausting and you're going to fail. So that's angle number one. Angle number two, which is the the much harder concept to grasp, is that when you're taking criticism from people, sit and objectively think whether or not there's any truth to what they are saying. And again, this is difficult to do because we have our egos and we don't like to admit, naturally, we don't like to admit that we're wrong or that we made a mistake or that there are things that we should do better. It's very difficult for most people to do that. But one of the things that I've learned is that whether it's on social media or in personal interactions, when there's someone that disagrees with you, Is there any truth to what they're saying? And in many cases, this is an internal question. It's not going to be a dialogue that you're going to have with that person. Usually they make a comment. You receive the comment, whether through them or through somebody else that comes and tells you what that person said. And so the idea here is to objectively ask yourself, is there any truth? And surprisingly, in many cases, there might be. There might be some truth. There might be things that you can improve on. There might be something that you didn't do well, something that maybe you said that you shouldn't have said, or something that you did that you could have done better. And so here's where this idea of personal development comes into mind, because personal development means developing yourself, and developing yourself means growing, means getting better. And if you follow the train of thought, you know, we talk about getting better, that implies admitting that you're not the best and working to improve. And if you never admit that you have flaws or that there are things that you should be working on, then it's very difficult for any process of of personal development to ever take place because you're not willing to admit that there are things that you need to improve, that you have shortcomings. And so when you're talking about haters, what I would encourage you to do is to try to identify if there's any truth to what they're saying, they might say it in malice. They might say it in ways that are inappropriate, whatever the case may be. But what is the underlying uh, theme that they're trying to get at? What is the problem? What is the issue? What is what, what is the thing that they don't like about you? And is there some truth to that? And so if you can do that on a regular basis, you'll be surprised at how often you will find that you can improve. Not always, because again, there are people out there that just want to hate and they want to cause harm, and that undoubtedly does exist. But what we can't do is dismiss everybody as a hater, as hater kind, number one, that's just jealous, envious, and they just suck. If you do that, number one, all you're doing is trying to protect your ego and you're robbing yourself of very valuable opportunities to grow and to progress that's all you're doing you're not you're not doing yourself a service by just dismissing everybody as a hater instead what you have to do is control the impulse control the emotional impulse of anger when you receive negative feedback control that impulse analyze the feedback itself not so much who it came from or the situation but analyze the feedback What is the feedback? Is there truth to that? If there is, you adjust and you get better. If there's not, then you let it go and you go on your merry way. But the point is to control the impulse of anger. That's the key. If you can do that, then you're going to learn so much about yourself, about the way that people view you, about how you can improve your relationships with others, And at the end of the day, you're going to be a better human being for it. But too many people simply dismiss the hater as a jealous piece of shit when the piece of shit might not be the hater. It might be you.